This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. It's time to get inside the Giants Huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants Mobile. Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Paul Dottino with you on the Rapid Reaction Giants Huddle following their loss to the Detroit Lions here at MetLife Stadium by the final count of 31-18, to joined by Super Bowl champion Amani Toomer. And as always, you can catch this program and all of your other Giants podcasts on your favorite podcast platforms and at Giants.com. Amani, very disappointing performance by the Giants today. Um, I don't know where it starts, but I do know this. Uh, they've got a lot of guys dropping off of this roster. Next man up can only take you so far, and they do have a game on Thursday in Dallas with this roster being heavily depleted yeah it was it, my overarching impression was early on the there was two teams out there one team looked very cold and looked like they didn't want to be out there and the other team was out there ready for a fist fight and I think the Giants were the team that took it on the chin they weren't it didn't seem the that they're they're probably prepared mentally but not mentally for the conditions and for the team that was coming in desperate to try and make their season um, relevant and now at four and uh, four and six this team is right back in the hunt in their division and in the NFC with, uh, with a couple weeks left playing good football winning three games in a row we saw two stats that will usually come back and bite you bite the Giants today eight penalties for over 60 yards, and three turnovers, no takeaways. It's awfully hard to win a game when those numbers pop up on the board. Yeah, the takeaways were there to be had. There was a couple dropped interceptions that change games, and those are the types of things that the, the, that the Lions got today and the Giants didn't have. And when you look at the situation, um, these teams are evenly matched despite the record. And you're not going to beat many teams in the NFL giving up three turnovers. I remember Coach Coffin used to always drill home the fact that you cannot win. I mean, you lose the turnover battle and expect to win a game consistently. This time they lost the turnover battle just same as they did in Seattle. And those are the, t- the games that this team has lost uh, this season. And, and when they lost the turnover battle to, to, um, to the Cowboys early on in the year. Let's talk about the fact that sometimes the other team just makes more plays, and the Lions made a lot more plays today. It started, I thought, when Hutchinson came up with that interception on a zone blitz that he picks off Daniel Jones. They turn that into a touchdown, and Detroit takes a a 10-6 lead late in the second quarter, and the Giants never got the lead back after that. Yeah, that was a great play by Hutchinson. if you're a quarterback and you understand the protections, you should know who's dropping out. I know if they make it a they, – they, one of the things that defenses try to do is confuse the quarterback and make him see things that aren't there. But veteran quarterbacks, even, you know, always will, will – th- those things will happen to even veteran quarterbacks. But the problem is, is you really have to um, – uh, you just have to be more careful, and you can't have those interceptions, especially because that interception led directly to points because it was in on um, the Giants' side of the football. And then I thought 
the snowball started downhill because on the Lions' next drive, they get another touchdown, and then they start the third quarter with another touchdown drive, and now all of a sudden it's 24-6. to And we know from watching this Giants team this year that if they're going to be behind by more than two scores, it will be a challenge. Yeah, because they're forced to throw the football. I mean, obviously, you know, in a game like today with the wind conditions the way they were, throwing the football is not something you want to do. And then and Wandale gets hurt, you know, and you're already down receivers. Uh, you're, you know, luckily the one bright spot was Wandale played well until he got hurt, and then Slayton played well. But, you know, he had uh, five catches, but he had ten opportunities. And those ten opportunities, there was a couple more. There was five more opportunities where I felt like he should have had a couple more catches. So, you know, he had a good game, but... You know, this season, this game needed for him to have a hundred-yard game along with Wondell Robinson for for the Giants to to really um, uh, be able to c- compete. Giants wind up uh, five of thirteen on third-down conversions, and they only rush the ball for eighty-nine yards. Those are also numbers indicative of an offense that's struggling on the day. Yeah, but you look at the way that the, the Lions they weren't much better on, on third down. Um, they were only six of 13, so 5 of 13, 6 of 13. I think the way, the problem was the penalties, eight penalties for um, uh, 63 yards, not horrible, but they were mostly on third downs, and they were drive killers. Um, this offense doesn't work from well from behind the, line, behind the sticks, meaning on third and long. And so with that, those types of situations, you're making a team that, you're making a team that has some strengths play to their weakness, which is third and long situations. I know statistically the Giants haven't been great at stopping the run this year. However, in recent weeks, as they have won games, they have contained it when they needed to. Didn't seem like they could do that today. I think that had a lot to do with the front of the uh, Detroit Lions. Really controlled the ball on both sides. They really put a hurting on Leonard Williams, it put a hurting on on Dex and Sexy Dexy. It just was a they just could not get anything done. If you watch the line of scrimmage, and if you see the 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 push, the line, the the movement of the line in this game, more so than any game I've seen the entire season, the Giants' offensive line was constantly getting pushed back on their heels. The, the holes were immense for their running backs for the Detroit Lions. You know, to have three tu- to give up three touchdowns to a single running back is 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 unheard of and I think the Giants and um uh really need to come with a better not, not just come with a better scheme, but come with more um uh, with more more mentally ready. Uh, to play a physical game because the Dallas Cowboys are even more physical than the Lions. Now, I will not say this is an excuse, but could it be part of the reason? We've seen them struggle in the first half a lot of times this year only to get that running game chop a chop and chop away until it breaks through. But today, Lemieux seemed like he was on a snap count at left guard because he had just come back off injury, so I don't think they planned to play him the whole game. They lost Feliciano at center. They lost their right tackle in Phillips. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you're in the second half, and you've got three new offensive linemen in the game. That can't be easy. Can't be easy, but it's the reality of the modern NFL. I mean, it's just what it is. You have Every team deals with injuries. There's no team that's going to go through the season scot-free. You're going to have to work with different players. Then you, that's when the coach has to really um, have put in the work during the preseason, 
during the leading up to the season and even during the season to make sure that the entire room and the offensive line is ready to play, not just the starters, the entire room, so that when they go in, there's a confidence level, uh, with not only with the, you know the coaches, but with the players around them, that these guys know what they're doing, and this is a situation that they're comfortable with. Because I remember see, going in the lock, going in the huddle, and seeing guys that I never don't even know their names, and just wondering, man, are they, you know, not knowing what they were going to do. And the trust issue is almost as important as being physically able to do the job. You know, offensive lines are always more, uh, they're, they're always a, a sum of their all, all the parts, meaning they all, if they work together, they can make up for any uh, deficiencies that they have. But the, the working, you get working together through playing together, through trusting, through all those types of things. And if you, if you don't get that, then, then you're playing a step behind, and that's not how you win games. I've always been told that the offensive line had to gel. That was the most important unit to gel on the field. And the secondary was the second most important unit that had to gel on the field. Well, now Adore Jackson goes out, Fabian Moreau goes out, and all of a sudden you've got McLeod and Rodarius Williams playing out on the boundary. Talk about going deep into the depth chart. Williams just got activated the other day. I mean – it's it's more than next man up. It's now next next man up. Yeah, this is when you look at you know the front office and how they're putting players on the field and how they're building out the bottom half of their the roster. This is the time of year where the front office, the pro personnel people, their job really becomes paramount because they have to find players that not only can fit in and contribute on the field but can buy into the culture quickly so that they become contributors. And the coaching staff has to, you know, be nimble enough with their schemes to integrate people in quickly because injuries are inevitable. They are going to happen. So you have to make sure that you have uh, situations where you can replace people uh, and, and, put, and plug people in that are not going to upset the apple cart in terms of the culture of the team and are going to be able to be productive on the field. Let's flip it to the other side for a second because we did earlier in this conversation talk about Slayton. We talked about uh, Wandell Robinson. Robinson leaves the game late with a knee injury, but he gets 100 yards today Mm -hmm. in really what has been his breakout game Mm -hmm. because as he's worked his way back in, this was – let's see, he started the last two games. What did you see from him that makes you feel positive about his future? He is a very shifty guy. Uh, You get get him the ball and, you know, he's – not only can he get open using his shiftiness, but he can, you know, make a one or two players miss. And for a guy that's going to be inside, going to be working the third down, third and shorts, playing against the nickelbacks, if you can get a, a guy who can dominate in those types of situations, you take the pressure off the running game, you take the pressure off the quarterback because you have a guy that's going to get you a third down and six with the, you know, you throw it to him behind the line of scrimmage, he can make a guy miss and get you that 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 quick first down. You need players that can move the chains. Wandale Robinson's proven in his short career that he can do that. Uh, with big long of 19 yards today, you know those are the types of plays that that can change games. Keeping the drive alive, keeping the sticks moving. You know this is one of the first games the Giants lost at the time of possession. You know that's not usually what happens. You know with this team, we didn't, we only had the ball. You know 31 minutes. 48 seconds to 28 minutes and 12 seconds that the Giants had. So it's this is a, a game that is out of the comfort zone, but this is a game that if you're the if you're a team with aspirations to make the playoffs and a team that you know feels like they can make a run at this, 
these are the games you have to make and have to win. All right, let's look forward. I know you never played on Thanksgiving while you were with the Giants, Mm -hmm. but this team has to. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be five days away Mm -hmm. in Dallas, Mm -hmm. division game, Mm -hmm. huge ramifications. Mm -hmm. I was talking to the players just now in the locker room, and all of them to a man said, you've got to flush this thing and you've got to move on as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. How do you do it? How easy or difficult is it to do that? Oh, it's very easy. It's very easy because it's like, uh, you know, when you're watching a horror movie, you know, you cover your eyes because you don't want to see it. <laughs> That's exactly the way you look at this game. You so don't you, won't, see you wouldn't look at the tape? No. No, I wouldn't look at the tape. I would say, okay, coach, let's go over some of the plays that, um, that, uh, that we need to correct in the walkthrough, um, and let's move on because I know I'm not going to come out and play like that. I know nobody on this team is going to come out and play like that. It was an anomaly. Let's flush it and move on because we're not that team that, that played uh, on, on Sunday. And sometimes the best thing to do when you have a stinker like this is to get on the field as quickly as possible to mm-hmm. forget about it. Because, you know, if you let these games linger and, yo, maybe this is what we always been. Maybe this is how we should play. Maybe we're not that good. Flush it and move on and get and, and you have a sometimes when you have a situation where you stumble as an athlete, the only thing you want is an opportunity to make up. And no better opportunity to go in and win a division game against one of your division rivals. And nobody will be talking about this game. Nobody will say one word about this game if you go down to Dallas and win. And that's an opportunity to reignite your season and to set your season, keep your season going in the direction that you want it to have, that you want it to be going in. Does that mentality have to come from some of the leaders in the locker room or does it come from the coaching staff and just be instructed to the players per se? Or does it have to come internally? Um, I think it has to come from the coaching staff. But I think by this time of the year, you know, the coaching staff has pretty much said everything. I mean, most of the guys have pretty much believed what they're going to do. It has to come from the players as well. It has to be a consistent message throughout the entire locker room. And people have to really buy it. No lip service. I don't want to hear, don't tell me about it, just show me it. You know what I mean? Show me it through the way you practice. Show me it through the way you prepare. And then I'll, then, then it'll be something. But until that happens, um, I, 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 I hope they, and I, and I, and I, have a very strong feeling knowing this team and knowing the grit that this team has and that they've showed for the majority of the season that you're embarrassed, as you should be, and when you're embarrassed, you want to go out there and prove you want another opportunity to make it right. Monty Toomer, thanks for the time. Enjoy your turkey. Thank you. That is the Rapid Reaction Giants huddle following their 31-18 loss at MetLife Stadium to the Detroit Lions. You can always catch this program on Giants.com slash podcasts and archives and, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. Until next time, I'm Paul Dottino. So long, everybody.